I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the live lord, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, right now, since this is a Friday pod, uh, we are live right now on Hot Mic, where we go live every Thursday night. Typically, we've been alternating Q&As with game pods, but... Right now, we were texting earlier today, and we're like, hey, we might just do Q&As for at least a week or so as uh, things are still playing out in Disney and all that stuff. So yeah, we're live right now on Hot Mic on Thursday night. Uh, people are writing in uh, questions. We just did a Q&A uh, session over that before um, we hit record. So, uh, But today, yeah, we're going to get into more audio as we talk to three people uh, today via Zoom, uh, the media did, and got more updates on how the team is doing in Orlando. We got all kinds of updates, so that's what we're going to get into. Isaac, giving us the overview of the podcast. Oh, let's go. Excellent. (laughs) Excellent. This pod is brought to you by Hot Mike. (laughs) Blue Chew. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Isaac, let's get into the first question, which is actually asked by you. This is a question to Rick Carlisle. Yeah, Rick, with next week being the uh, first scrimmage game, I'm curious on what the approach is for these scrimmage games and how similar these three games will be to a preseason game. Well, uh, my understanding in in my uh, communications with the league is that the first of the three scrimmages will be really a, a more of a prototypical scrimmage, 10-minute um, quarters. Uh, I don't believe at this time that the first scrimmage is going to be uh, broadcast, but that is always subject to change. Um, and so the 10-minute quarters is kind of a ramp-up type thing. Um, the second two scrimmages, I believe, um, will be broadcast, and those will be uh, regulation NBA games, you know, 12-minute games. And, and look, you know, similar to regular exhibition season, um, the idea is going to be to, um, you know, get reps, get conditioning, um, work on chemistry, um, try to calculate the right number of minutes for everybody to play and um, get the most out of it that we can. And so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. I mean, Time's going by quick, so I think it's this guy's in a week from today. We play our first scrimmage, Scooter. A week from today, the first scrimmage. Yeah, a week from today. I think it's I think it's against the Lakers, and so uh, you know we'll uh, we'll look forward to it. I love how you asked Scott. So you guys remember Scott was on the podcast a couple a little while ago. Uh, he's the Mavs PR director. He was like, Scooter, we play a week from today. <laughs> play a week from today. <laughs> Uh, so, man, what an answer to that question. So many things we can get into from it. Uh, the first one being, he says he doesn't think that it will be the first game we broadcast, the first scrimmage game. But we know for sure that the Lakers broadcast, which is Spectrum Sportsnet, that's their Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, Spectrum Sportsnet is broadcasting all three of the Lakers games. So the Mavericks game will be broadcast. So that first one will be broadcast at least by them. So we know that at least that game's going to be broadcast. So it sounds like all three of the 
map scrimmage games are going to be broadcast. But we also know that the first game is only going to be 10 minute quarters, which is kind of interesting too. That's more of like, you know, a warm up game. And then the other two are going to be 12 minute quarters. Yeah, that's what I mean. Honestly, what else do they have to stream right now? Like as far as regional sports networks, that's that's right. one of the things. It's like what what else do they have to show? Nothing else is playing right now, and I don't think Fox Sports Southwest. Uh, you know, I don't think they're gonna sit back and watch a you know local network in LA show the Lakers Mavs game, and then they don't. So uh, I definitely think all three of them uh, will be shown at some point. Uh, I did think the ten minute quarters is a little bit interesting. Um, just. Yeah, I, I just wonder. That's just, it I seems guess, weird ramping. to me because you'd think that t- coaches would just naturally play players less time, right? Instead of just making the game less time overall, maybe it's. It seems like it's more of a a gesture, like a public gesture towards ramping back up, instead of like actually being effective in ramping back up, right? Yeah. Or maybe it's. It, I, I don't know. Like two minutes a quarter is that going to be eight eight yeah. total minutes off the game? That's going to be a big a big difference. Yeah, and I I just wonder what it does for like rotation stuff. I I mean, I really don't think that first scrimmage game is going to you're going to be able to pull a ton from that. Uh I think just a lot of teams are just going to come out of these scrimmages game, scrimmages um healthy. So I don't think you're going to see, you know, Luca play for 30 out 38 out of those 40 minutes in yeah. that game. So uh, we'll probably see a lot of Josh Reeves and Tonius Cleveland Good. In, the, in that game. We'll, and we'll try to sprinkle in. I do want to sprinkle in a few questions here and there on Hot Mike. Uh, some people are asking questions. Since we do have audio and stuff, Yeah. Uh, we're not actually going to do a lot of Q&A. But somebody, uh, Nevis, asked on Hot Mike, said, how intimidating is it asking Carlisle a question? I'm not going to lie. When, when I first started doing this, uh, which is crazy, I've been doing this in Dallas for like five years now. Yeah. And... Uh, for very first few times you ask Rick a question, it is very intimidating. I don't think – I think there's a small part of that intimidation that never goes away because right. you want to <laughs> get your question right. I've messed up questions. Everybody's messed up questions. Uh, I've been embarrassed by him before. He's called me out before. I've told stories on this on, on the podcast. but We've played audio um, from those. <laughs> yes, 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 we have. Uh, but but there's a respect. I, once you're there and you're yeah. going to practices and games and – asking questions over zoom like i like there's a respect factor that builds up and stuff so um yeah it's it's still a little bit intimidating but not like it was my first week on the job i guess my first or second year covering the the mavs i asked carlisle a question and he pushed back at me and it was a little bit like snarky a little bit like if if you didn't really know his style you'd think he was being super rude and like didn't like me which you know i don't know if that's true or not but uh, Jeff Skin Wade pulled me aside and gave me great advice. He's like, hey, when he does that to you, he's he's waiting to see if you're going to push back with any kind of follow-up or if you're going to actually stand up for like your question, basically, because he doesn't have to answer your question, right? And and honestly, from his standpoint, he doesn't care, right? He can get his message out a different way. He's president of the, the Coaches Association. Uh, you know, the Mavericks have their own media. Like, he could, get at, he could get out his points in a different way. But to go through you, he has to... Uh, you know, he wants to see if, if you're actually going to stand up and actually really ask a question. And then he'll give you an answer. And he, like Isaac said, if you're there, if you're showing up, you're part of um, a lot of times if you're part of a bigger, you know, media organization, he's going to he's going to respect you and answer your questions. He'll still he'll he'll give Tim McMahon crap all the time, um, which is, you know, and, and Tim Cato, both of the, both those guys, both the Tims get lots of get lots of Carlisle sass. I guess that's what we'll call it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but it is it is intimidating for sure. I think the first year, I don't think I asked him a single question because you're also in a room with a lot of guys that are professionals and that have you know been around forever. And sometimes you have like you know real big names in in the room, like asking questions and things like that. Once I remember one time Mike Breen was in there asking questions, and I was like, man, that's it's like Mike Breen. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. I was starstruck at that point. Um, and, and it's his personality, too. I mean, obviously, there's the some Carlisle, other coaches yeah. like David Fisdale. I mean, I remember oh. first time I talked talk to him. He's just the nicest dude ever. And he's yes. just like answering a question and like, all this different stuff. And like, yeah, Steve Kerr. It's like somebody like Dan that. Tony, just, too. Yeah. And but like Rick just takes it up and I was kind of not pop level. I did ask. I did get like uh, not really called out, but embarrassed a little bit by pop one time. The one and only time I asked him a question. But um, yeah, that's just that's just part of it. He's a wizard and he's a brainiac. So uh, he's one of the smartest people in the game. Rick is. Yeah, for sure. All right. uh, Coming up, let's get into some more. Rick gave us some some updates on Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell and also Courtney Lee. And we'll hear more about why Dwight is in the bubble. I think that's a question a lot of people have. Dwight answered that question himself. And Rick Carlisle answered the question about why Dwight is in the bubble. So we'll get to all that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more about the Mavericks in the bubble right now. So we have Rick Carlisle answering the question about, you know, answer, why are all these guys here? Why did you decide to bring Jalen Brunson, Dwight Powell, and Courtney Lee? So... Uh, I, we know that Jalen Brunson's not there. He's going to answer that. But this is the answer to that question. Why did you bring those three guys? Well, they're a big part of the team. Um, and uh, I don't know if – I guess we haven't uh, mentioned this, but Jalen is staying in Dallas to finish his re- finish up his rehab. He's okay. he's really in the, in the latter stages of it. Um, and, you know, in, in his conversations with Casey and Dion – and Jeremy, um, it's better suited to finish up his rehab in Dallas. Um, so he he has stayed behind. But uh, you know, Courtney joined us a few days ago after going through quarantine. Um, he's doing really well with his with his injury that he uh, sustained, and he's been such a positive um, guy for our team, really for the entire year and a half that he's been here. Um, it was really great to get him. Um, you know, immersed into kind of what we're doing, even though he's not practicing, um, but get him back around our guys again. So that answers the question about Jalen Brunson. He's staying back. He actually did an, an Instagram interview with uh, Central Track, the, the site that I wrote for. I'm actually going to write for them again soon, but uh, that's Pete Friedman's uh, website, Central Track, Dallas-based news and all that kind of stuff. And he did an interview with them and said that he he, he wasn't even going to come, that it was never really a plan for him to come. He was always going to finish his rehab there. I think the Mavericks you know, reported that they wanted him to be there, that they wanted him to be in Orlando. But they all they at the end of the day, they came down to the decision. It was better for him to stay, finish his rehab there uh, because it was just better because he's working on his shoulder and things like that. He can't, you know, he, he can't shoot, you know, right? Like he's he's doing rehab in that kind of way that's different than being part of a team like Dwight is. Yeah, I kind of hated that this came out after Dwight. So the order for today was Dwight Powell, Rick, Maxie to talk to the media. And we just heard Dwight Powell talk on, oh, yeah, I I can do my rehab here. It's never even consideration for me not to be here. And it's like these great, we'll hear it in a little bit. 
But then Rick talks about Brunson. He's like, oh, he stayed behind to do his like rehab. And I just wanted people to understand and not just see tweets that, oh, Brunson stayed behind. Okay, we just saw Dwight tweet saying he would never like stay behind all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that was, and I, so it's, it's good to hear Rick. I'm glad you guys as a podcast listeners are hearing Rick say this, that it was in discussion with, you know, Casey Smith, uh, which, yeah, Casey Smith, Jeremy Holsaw, but like the whole medical staff decided that this was the best route for him. And that he was towards the end of this shoulder surgery and all that stuff and so that was a you know if it was up to Brunson he would be right there in the in the bubble with those guys just like Dwight is so uh, that's just where he's at in recovery was yeah ESD in the chat said give me some Trey Burke news that's the one player we don't really know about yet uh, we've been looking we haven't really seen him in any of the, the b-roll footage that the Mavs are sending us we haven't heard anything about it that's a question that needs to be asked so when the next time we get to ask Carlisle a question it's probably going to be about Trey Burke because the Mavs announced that signing they sent us you know the PR email and everything on July 1st and you're listening to this on July 17th and we still haven't seen or you know heard Trey Burke so uh, I haven't seen anything on him on an Instagram about you know traveling he posted a picture on July 9th of him sitting with suitcases <laughs> So he's maybe been traveling for seven days. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, so we're not sh- exactly sure what's up with Trey Burke. So we don't have an answer for that. But all right, this is um, so we want to know why Dwight Powell is there. I think that's been a question. It's been a question on my mind for sure about why is he there? He, he's not going to participate in any of the games. They've already ruled him out. They ruled out both Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell. There's not even a chance. Even though Dwight's there, they're saying there's no chance he's going to play. They just put it to bed and said, no, he's not going to play. Even if like he's feeling better, he's participating five on five, nothing. They just canceled it, which I think is good just to put the you know restriction yeah. on it. But this is th- Rick- th- Well, that was Rick. When Rick said Brunson's in the latter stages of his recovery, I, I think everybody's like, and kind of perked up a little bit in media today on Zoom. I was like, okay, well, if he stayed behind, he's in the later, you know, all this different stuff. But he was asked directly right after that of, hey, is there a chance? I know you said it. Is there a chance, Brunson, are you holding out hope? And he came out and said, for sure, that isn't ha- happening. So um, if you are holding out hope too, don't let go. Let it go. Don't, let the, let the, don't hold your breath. Let guys, the hope so. go. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So here's Rick Carlisle's answer on why Dwight Powell decided and the Mavericks decided together that he was going to come to the bubble. Yeah. You know, in, in Dwight's case, um, the nature of the rehab is so different. You know, shoulder injuries are, are completely different than lower extremity injuries. And so, um, you know, he's able to do pretty much everything needed for his rehab here. So, um, you know, he's ramping up his, uh, all the activity with, you know, moving, running up to a little faster each day. He's doing um, box jumps. He's doing, you know, a little more plyometric work each, each day. He's able to do um, shooting with Peter Patton or shooting coach. He just continues to make um, really great progress. And another reason it's important for him to be down here is that, you know, he's very involved with the Players Association. A lot of the things that, a lot of the planning that went into um, everything here in Orlando at Disney, um, you know, he was directly involved uh, in. So, um, you know, he still remains, you know, an important conduit between, you know, the players and the league on, on those levels as well. Yeah, so there's a couple points there. There's a couple reasons. It felt like Carlisle just needed to name all the reasons why. Like, here, let me just give you like 10 reasons. So in the office when they have the casino night and uh, 
Michael is like, oh, you know, we'll bring kids and stuff there. And they'll, they'll, oh, they'll bring the Girl Scouts because the – or the Boy Scouts because the charity that they're playing for is for is for the Boy Scouts of America. And uh, he's and Toby, he looks over at Toby and he's like, will the Boy Scouts be there? And Toby goes, well, you know, we decided that we don't want to bring the Boy Scouts there because, you know, it's in our dangerous warehouse and they'll be drinking and gambling and, well, it's a school night. And he starts naming all these reasons. He goes, is that it? Is that enough? Is that enough for reasons? Uh, but yeah, he just needed to name every single reason why Dwight was in the in the bubble. So we heard a couple of them. He's able to, to rehab there. Isaac's giving me crap in the in the chat right now. Um, he's he's able to rehab there. He said lower extremities are different than shoulders, which we kind of mentioned earlier. He's able to do shooting drills and all that kind of stuff. And it's good for you know camaraderie and the team and everything. It's good to be around the team. And he's also part of the. Um, you know, the, the whole reason why that they're there, he's part of the Players Association. I think he has a, some kind of role on the Players Association, uh, and he was instrumental in putting this whole bubble thing together. Yeah, Dwight is uh, really respected around the league. And uh, I'll just say this about uh, Players Association stuff. Just watch Dwight moving forward with all of that. And uh, because he definitely has a voice, and uh, he definitely has a loud voice, and uh, he's very well respected. Uh, like we just said, and he was on one of those committees uh, with all of that. And um, yeah, just one, there was like numerous committees and stuff with that. But uh, yeah, and that's right up his alley. I mean, he is a, yeah, an amazing guy and uh, yeah, very well respected. So that that's for sure uh, a reason for that. But I, it was just a team thing for him. I mean, just being around the guys and I mean, he's the ultimate teammate. You hear everybody talk about how great of a teammate he is and great guy and all this different stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. High. I think. Do you have a clip from him? Maybe. Are you proud of me that I didn't make a Dwight Schrute reference to Dwight Powell when I was <laughs> making my Office reference? <laughs> I do. I do have Dwight. So this is Dwight. This is why he decided he was asked, and he actually, like, his face when he was asked this question, it was almost like, well, there's no question I was going to come, right? Which I thought was kind of weird. Like, yes, this is an obvious question, and maybe he just answered it so many times that he didn't want. He was like. I don't know, laughed about answering it one more time, but uh, this is Dwight Powell on why he decided that he was going to be part of the bubble and join the maps. Um, why did I decide to come? Uh, I mean, I'm still part of this team. Um, whether I can, you know, contribute on offense or defense, I'm uh, still proud to be a Dallas Maverick and still feel like I'm a part of this team. So um, once this was a reality and this was something that was going to take place, I definitely, it wasn't a consideration for me to, to not come. I wanted to be here to support the guys. I wanted to be here to be in practice, watch guys work out and, and support them on the bench during the game. So there wasn't really a question for me. So long as I'm part of this team, I want to participate in, in everything that they have going on. Um, and bubble rehab is, is pretty much exactly the same. Actually, it's, it's probably better in a lot of ways. There's no distractions. There's, um, it's a very regimented schedule for me anyway. So it's easier for me to kind of adhere to that here in in this environment i found that last part very interesting he said it's an easier you know environment more regimented environment for me to do my rehab focus on basketball all that kind of stuff than it would be outside of it which is kind of an interesting reason to go in the bubble i mean that's one of many reasons he has but i thought that was an interesting one to bring up yeah i mean just think of the simplicity of it i mean they don't have to I mean, just think that about these guys. They're not going to, which a lot of them, I mean, you, some people might think of millionaires and be like, oh, y'all don't have to drive and stuff. A lot of these guys have their, have their own cars and stuff. And it's like, they're not going to drive for 
couple months you know i mean they're standing on the same campus there and it's like it's talking about a schedule they're just gonna walk from the hotel to their practice facility and get his work in and you just hate um, traveling you hate the plane rides for for the playoffs you hate driving you you're like any any way that i can avoid travel is just <laughs> i love traveling <laughs> this quarantine yeah. thing must have been actually been kind of good for you uh, yeah but he doesn't but, have he doesn't, his all his meals are prepared for him he's with all these guys you know hanging out i mean he's back in you know, in Dallas, he's back still in quarantine, right? He doesn't get to hang out with people because he's probably staying at home. And who knows if he has a sh- personal chef or not. So he might have to make his own meals. I don't think he's married, right? So uh, it's just him. He can't like, you know, have his wife make some and he makes some others. My wife and I, we split it. So, uh, man, so all that stuff Something- is kind of decided for him. And so it's, it is a really good environment to be able to just focus on rehab and basketball. Something else that uh, you didn't, you're not going to put in there the comment from uh, Rick about uh, them growing tired of each other, are you? No. Because no. so Rick was asked, and I actually thought this was a, a funny question, but a valid question because we joked. Ab- well, we've joked about this on the pod that this is like the honeymoon stage right now. Mm. We're seeing the fishing pictures and birthday party for Dame and like all this fun stuff, the beer chugging, all this fun stuff, content that we're all getting right now on Twitter every single day. What's it look like a month from now? Are people still going out on the boat fishing every day? Um, are like, are they still playing cornhole every day or bags or whatever you want to call it? You're game? worried that the Bubble Bass um, account is going to run out of content. Right, Bubble Bass Twitter account's the best. NBA Bubble and, Bass. And so, like, that's what this is like the honeymoon stage of it. So anyway, Rick was asked today, "Hey, what what are you like? I know it's like I, it was Mac Engel from uh, the Telegram in Fort Worth, and uh, he was he had he's a word in a way of like, hey, I know you're, you know, you're like y'all are enjoying time together as a team right now, but like, how are you going to?" implement ways for you not to grow tired of each other basically like if y'all ever stayed with like a friend growing up like maybe in high school and y'all stay like a week together you went on vacation or something together and you're like dang like i never thought i could get tired of this one friend and it's like six days in and you're like dang i've seen him every day i need like a break from my friend and that's kind of like i wonder if they'll reach that point and rick just said you know he's like we're definitely like aware of that that's why we have off days like every fourth day or something like that and uh, but they're still hanging out together in off days so uh that will be just something interesting to monitor like three weeks from now it seems like they hang out more on the off days because they go golfing and do fishing and they actually the mavericks actually have an off day on friday so if you're listening to this on friday they have an off day today um but all right i think that's an underrated part of this stuff because you think about game like game night uh, practices. They leave and go home to their house and their families and stuff. And it's like they'll hang out every now and then. We'll see it on Instagram, like a team dinner or something like that. But every single moment, for the most part, they're with their teammates. So, are we gonna see like friendships crumble or get stronger or like all this different stuff? And I mean, we can already talk about tampering forever. But uh, it just uh, that part of it, I'm really interested in like a month from now. Yeah, a lot of times when a player goes from college to the NBA, one of the first things they mention when they say what's the the biggest thing, the transition between college and the NBA, is the amount of time that they have. They have so much more free time in the NBA than they do in college. And imagine the amount of free time they have in general. And now they're in this bubble where their travel time is limited for everything. I mean, all the guys in New York, they don't have, you know, all the Brooklyn guys, they're used to traveling and traffic and all that stuff. The LA guys as well. And now they don't have any of that. They walk to their places and their food is all made already. And so all that stuff, they have all this free time now. So we'll see what they do. They do have the, the ability to go to their hotel, their hotel room and be by themselves. And, you know, I think that 
the introverts and guys will have the ability to do that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the the chemistry. So far, the Mavs chemistry seems to be one of the best in the NBA so far. We've seen them hanging out and having fun, but uh, will Luca's trick shots be annoying in like three weeks? <laughs> right when someone's trying to shoot on a hoop and Luca's just chucking a shot from behind his head. I mean. Who knows? Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some more about uh, Rick Carlisle had an incredible answer about the cleaning measures that they're taking and things like that. And so we wanted to let you guys hear that because we think it's important. And then Maxie also talked about defense, and I thought, felt like that was an important thing to hear from about from Maxie. So let's hear all of that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. Um, Rick Carlisle was asked, what was the thing? This was asked by Brad Townsend. Uh, what was the thing that kind of impressed you or surprised you about the measures that the NBA has taken to make this bubble happen? And he has this answer. How long is it? It's about, let's see, uh, 40, 50 seconds. Yeah, 50 second answer. It's, lo- it's long for an answer. Uh, stick with it because he explains some things in here. Just the measures that they're taking, and just think about the amount just of time. Just to enter the practice facility, yes. he walks through the steps of yes. that for each player, coach, and everything, and it's fascinating. Yes. So listen to this. This is Carlisle on measures they're taking. Well, a big, you know, a really important aspect of this for us was the seven or eight weeks um, when our facility opened and. Um, you know, we were able to have individual workouts. Uh, Casey Smith, Dion Calhoun, Heather Mao, and Jeremy Holsoppel, you know, all did a phenomenal job of, you know, not only following the procedures and protocols, um, but also keeping keeping an element of, of um, positivity and excitement about getting back in the gym. And uh, now to give you an example, you know, every day when you came into the practice facility, um, you would uh, walk into uh, a device where you, you step into it and there's about a quarter inch of water. It cleans your shoes. And then you would take those shoes that were just cleaned. You towel, you know, you step on some towels, dry them off. And then you go to a station where you have another set of shoes from for inside. Um, change into those, you get your, your temperature taken, um, you fill out a questionnaire, um, you wash your hands, and, you know, then, then you get into your workout, you know, whatever it is, whether you're starting in the weight room or starting, you know, on the court. Um, in the case of the coaches, um, the coaches that were involved during that period of time, you know, were, were wearing masks, and they had to wear um uh, rubber gloves for the workouts. And so when they would change from one player to the next, they would change their gloves. Um, Casey, Dion, Heather did, did a, an, an amazing job just, just making sure to remind everybody, you know, every time you change players, you got to change your gloves, you know, and, and, um, and the facility was cleaned um, strategically every, I think it was every hour. Um, it was, it was, the court was, was, um, closed off and there was a, there was 30 minutes of cleaning of the court in the weight room. So, and then the next, next shift, the guys came in. And so, um, you know, maintaining, you know, a level of, of, of enthusiasm and, and everything else with all that and, and getting our guys to understand that, you know, you know, yeah, this is like so different. And this is like, you know, 
you're used to just walking in a place and just kind of going about your business. Um, they did a phenomenal job and, and it's, it's carried over to here. And uh, we're very, very grateful, you know, for what our staff has done. Oh boy. <laughs> the thing about the shoes with putting your shoes into like inch water or whatever. And then like cleaning the shoes. I mean, man, there's just so much stuff in that just, as they do I they clean the courts know. every hour which you know makes sense because multiple teams use the same practice courts but yeah. man that's wild to me well one i mean he said the other day that they were on their fourth practice facility <laughs> like they've practiced yeah, they four, four different, different places um and which you know obviously every team for the most part is practicing almost every day and uh, these different time slots and I mean even these media availabilities we get these emails to to be a part of these and it's like I mean today it was 11 o'clock central 11 like o'clock a.m central time and it was after practice and then what a few nights ago it was like late at night you know yeah, one, it's, one been night like, to, it's been 11 central three central six central uh like eight central I think right have some, yeah, some yeah. of these it's wild the different times they've practiced and carla actually mentioned that he said that that was good that they've been able to practice at different times and be ready for it but yeah we just wanted but, to, but you like guys that. to hear that because that's the level that they're taking with this and uh the bubble is not just they're gonna try and keep everything out they're cleaning as they're in there as well so uh even if somebody you know tests positive for covid they're still taking measures you know interpersonally in, inside the bubble to keep it clean as well which is just extensive and probably necessary yeah i just want the device that cleans your shoes that's all i want <laughs> the he said you step in it and it has like a quarter inch of water and it cleans your shoes and stuff so i just want that device it's all i need all right let's finish with this is a question about defense for maxi it's just completely off what we've been talking about this whole pod but i thought there was a good question about what's the focus for maxi on defense is it all about just your physical tools is it more about your you know uh, iq defensive iq and knowing where to be and things like that i thought this was a good answer for maxi Overall, defense is uh, like a question of if you want to play defense, you know, like you just got to like force yourself. Obviously, like a little bit of athleticism helps you out, um, but you want to you want to stop your opponent. And that's the approach that I have into coming into the game. You know, even if I if I have like a disadvantage, um, somebody running at me trying to dunk it, I still go for the block shot because, you know, um, I'd rather try and, and uh, take two points away than not try, you know, um, but I think it's you know it's it's majority a question of if you want to play defense and want to get the stop and then just go for it and if you don't care about being on a post every once in a while then I think you should be fine. And I think it's that fearlessness from Maxi I think that makes him a good defender makes him a good you know rim protector and I think that uh, I think that's just those are important qualities that he has he doesn't care to look you know ridiculous he's gonna step in there and he's gonna you know block shots he's gonna probably get he's probably gonna foul he's probably gonna get a poster on him a couple times but he's gonna stand in there and I think that fearlessness is what makes him a good defender as well yeah I mean the best in the game get postered I mean I'm, Matumbo and you go down the line of guys that they've all been postered but at least they're going for it I'd much rather have uh, some blocks at the rim and get postered here and there, then just sat back and just watch these dunks go in. And uh, you're right. I mean, that's the fearlessness Maxi brings. And not not all players have that on the defensive end. For sure. There you go. That's some random stuff, but hope you guys appreciate this week. We'll be back with more audio. The Mavericks are not going to stop doing this. And I think 
Next week, we have scrimmages, right? Next Thursday. Yeah, they play a horrible team next Thursday. Uh, they're off today on Friday, as a lot of you guys are listening to this. The Mavericks are off in Disney, so we'll probably see some uh, fun content from them, more fishing content. And then uh, they'll be back practicing on uh, Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, whatever happens over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, you know you can listen Monday morning. We'll have all the updates and everything. Uh, And, yeah, I tweeted this out the other day, but we passed 800 episodes, uh, Nick and I, hosting together, uh, which is just crazy to think about. So uh, thank thank you to all of you who have been listening from the beginning, who've hopped on board uh, ever since, and uh, you guys are awesome. This wouldn't happen without you guys. Yeah, thank you to the Hot Mike people, the hotties on Hot Mike. Thank you to everybody listening to the pod. We'll be back next week. Mavs basketball is coming. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>